Happy holidays to the Green Rush family. We want to thank you all for being loyal listeners during this very interesting year, to put it mildly. In the spirit of the holiday season, we wanted to share a special episode this week featuring actor and cannabis guy Jim Belushi, who our very own Ann Donahoe interviewed in November for the Interactive Advertising Bureau, or IAB, Brand Disruption Summit. The IAB is the National Association for Digital Media and Marketing and is made up of more than 750 leading media companies, brands, and technology firms responsible for selling, delivering, and optimizing digital ad marketing campaigns. Full disclosure here, IAB is a KCSA client. This year's summit took a look at the turbulence of 2020 and how brands navigated new risks and in some cases reaped new rewards. How does cannabis play into this? When we talk about disruptors, there's possibly no other industry as a whole more disruptive than the cannabis industry. After all, how do you build a brand in a business when it's federally illegal? By navigating through a patchwork of state-level regulations and laws, our industry has had to build itself through a web of complex and dynamic business ecosystems. Perhaps no one knows this better than Jim Belushi, founder of Belushi's Farm. You know him as an actor, comedian, singer, musician, producer, and director, but Jim has also made a name for himself as a farmer and entrepreneur in the cannabis industry. He's building out an impressive brand portfolio from his adopted home state of Oregon, and has recently announced brand expansions to states including Illinois and Colorado. So with huge thanks to the IAB for letting us repurpose this, on to Ann's interview with Jim Belushi. Well, and now for the big finale, the end. Drum roll. We've been focused on disruption all day long, and when we talk about disruptors, there is possibly no industry more disruptive than cannabis. I mean, have you mean disrupting my eating habits? Yes, uh, it is the ultimate disruptor. I mean, how do you build a brand when it's federally illegal? How? How do you do that? The cannabis industry has had to build itself through a web of complex and dynamic ecosystems that allow them to bring their products to the market. And our next speakers understand this better than anyone. For Jim Belushi, founder and farmer, Farmer Belushi of Belushi's Farms, uh, Belushi's Farm, cannabis is more than his next act. Here uh, to interview him is Ann Donahoe, uh, Managing Director, KCSA, a Strategic Communications, and the host of the popular Green Rush podcast. In 2019, Anne was named one of the top 100 women in weed by Green Market Report. I love that, uh, which is a pretty cool thing to be named if you ask me. Please welcome Anne to your screens. Thank you so much. So while he needs no introduction, I'm going to give him one anyway. You know Jim Belushi as the multi-hyphenate entertainer, actor, comedian, singer, musician, producer, director, but now he's making a name for himself in an entirely new industry as a farmer and entrepreneur in the cannabis industry. He's building out an impressive brand portfolio from his newly adopted home state of Oregon, and he's recently announced brand expansions into states like Illinois and Colorado. He's captured his cannabis journey on a reality show for the Discovery Channel called Growing Belushi. So before we bring him on, here's a quick peek of the show and what he's been up to at Belushi's farm. Ba -da -dum, ba -da -dum. 
lot of marijuana. Yeah. I started this thing because I had all this land, and I want I want to grow marijuana. This isn't like growing in your closet, hiding from your mom. This is like legal. I'm an actor. I'm a singer. I'm a dancer. And now, farmer. I consider myself a misfit. And I created a group of misfits. It's like picking up stray dogs. Okay, everybody, grab, hold hands. What we do in my family? Let's eat. The hog is in. He is the Illinois alpha male. He is strong, passionate, driven. He doesn't let up. He's like a dog. Well, I've known Jim since he was 11. We all thought he's probably going to be a plumber. And it started out like really great. Then all of a sudden, I realized my visions are way bigger than reality. <laughs> Jim knew nothing. Now they're going to grow overnight. He goes naked in the river all the time. He does say, if you don't want to see it, then turn around. So that's exactly what I do. <laughs> I love my cousin. I mean, he's probably one of the warmest, uh, most spiritual people that I've ever met. He's really trying to make this farm successful. I think the operation really needed some structure. I came to visit here at the farm about nine weeks ago, and I've yet to leave. It's a big investment. But I didn't do it for the money. I didn't do it for the money. I didn't do it for the money. I did it to feel purposeful in my life. The joy is being successful at something. And this is an opportunity to be successful with something that is human. Growing Belushi, new series, Wednesday, August 19th on Discovery. Welcome, Jim Belushi. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad you didn't turn out to be a plumber. I, uh, by the way, I do some plumbing on the farm. I'm learning a little bit of everything on the farm. Let me tell you, electricity, plumbing, growing. I mean, well, let's get into that. So, so you have so this conference is about disruptive brands, but we kind of decided to go ahead and tackle an, an entire disruptive industry, and that is this crazy industry of cannabis. To your point, where you know you're 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 digging in the dirt, you're fighting with the pests, um, you know all of that comes with it. Can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to cannabis um, and some you know some a little bit about your signature brands? Uh, well, you know, I fell into it by accident. I mean, it was on that tape. I was, uh, you know, I bought this place in the river, gorgeous, and this farm came up behind me, and I was 80 acres, and I bought it, and I was like, well, what do we do here? You know, cattle, what? And cannabis became legal in Oregon recreationally, and so I said, ah, new agriculture. Sorry, new agriculture, what the hell? So that's how it started. It was um, it was wild. It was a, it's been a wild ride. I've been in it five years now, and I consider it I consider it college. I mean, I've done four years. I'm doing my master's program right now, and my master's thesis is this television show. Um, I've learned a lot. I know a lot about it. I know what I don't know, and it's really exciting because it's. Everything changes every day in this industry. It's now they seem moving a big step forward with this last election. But more legalization right. with Biden and Camilla 
you know, favoring releasing some criminals that aren't criminals that they were in there just for pot. The SAFE Act, the MORE Act, I mean, all kinds of things can happen. The banks can open. All kinds of great things can happen. Well, I think, um, you know, what's interesting about this industry is that, you know, the cannabis business is still federally illegal, right? And and I don't know how much the audience really realizes that, you know, each state is basically like its own country when it comes to cannabis policy. So there's no interstate commerce. Um, you basically have to grow it. You have to harvest it process it, brand it, and sell it yourself within that state ecosystem. Um, so you recently, you know, announced some of the expansions of your of your brands, like the Blues Brothers, um, into Colorado and Illinois. How are you communicating, um, you know, you, your brand, let's say brand, in a, in okay, a, in a game right, market right, where right, there are so many regulations available, you know? Let's, let's start off by the biggest misnomer in this damn industry. Okay? There's no brands in cannabis. There are only pretty boxes. I mean, they were talking earlier the fluidity of people trying different things because they don't know what to have. They're not connected to any brand. They're not connected emotionally. They're not connected for the why. It, it, branding, branding and marketing are really simple. You have to have a, a relationship with the consumer. None of these brands have a relationship with the consumer. I mean, Willie does because they like his music. They know he's a pothead, and he's a wonderful man and a great artist. Snoop, you know, they know he's doing it for the money. Chong is, you know, stoners. There's, n there's no brand for the regular person, the regular consumer. There's no brand for the the people who are, you know, a, a little older that want to come back to it, but they need it for medicine. Branding has to have emotional tie. Blues Brothers is an emotional tie. And not only has to have an emotional tie, but it has to have authenticity, not just slapping your name on a box. So I'm a grower. I grow, I, I sprint the soil, I keep the soil at 64 degrees temperature in order for the micronutrients to go into the roots, in order for the THC to expand. I know to keep what humidity to keep it at, what dryness. I, I know how to cure it seven days, making sure it's at about 12% moisture. I know how to trim it. I know how to test it at 6%, and then put more moisture in it to, for the, the dispensaries to have so you can hold them on the shelf. I know everything from pest management, putting putting a, <clears throat> uh, ladybugs in for the aphids. I, I am a grower. I'm a farmer. I'm an actor. And I believe in the medicine of this plant, the healing of this plant. So the authenticity for the Belushi Farms is, is solid, I believe. I'm the only one doing it. And the Blues Brothers... The Blues Brothers is music, mischievousness, is the fun in it, and a mission from God. That is cannabis. The music that makes your body feel beautiful resonates in your body like some of the cannabis does. The mischievousness, the joy that you can have with people, the fun, the spirit, and the mission from God, which is really what I'm connected to. 
and that is the pathway to healing. So the Blues Brothers is a brand where they walk into a store and they look at all these pretty boxes and they see that Blues Brothers logo, the first thing they do is smile. Oh, I remember they are emotionally connected to that brand. They remember the movie. They remember my brother. They remember the music. They remember the joy. And they trust it. They trust me. They trust my brother. They trust Dan Aykroyd. And they'll experiment with it. And I guarantee you it's good because I'm growing it. So there's also an emotional tie for me personally that my brother John died of a drug overdose. Okay. Happens. It happens to millions of people. It's terrible. It's terrible what it does to the family. The number one fear in life is death. The number two fear in life is the collapse of family. Drug overdoses, collapses of family. Losing a job, losing your home, PTSD from, from seeing things in battle that no one should ever witness, divorce. There's so many traumas, alcoholism, that break up families, that the families that are broken up are suffering from trauma themselves. There's PTSD everywhere. Anxiety, fear comes from that trauma that you're trying to manage. Screaming, oh. there's screaming inside your chest from anxiety and fear. Cannabis helps manage that screaming. Most people reach for alcohol. Most people reach for Xanax, Ambien. That, that's a little more dangerous. That could contribute to more collapse in families. Cannabis, I think, contributes to healing. I mean, I got so much to say about it. I'm sorry. Do you have a question? No, this is great. Yeah, so, you know, you, you talked about, about um, you know, family, and that kind of leads me to think about community. And, and so many brands are about, you know, building their communities, be it online or offline. Um, can you talk about how you are – especially now, given this COVID crisis. Um, so my question is two part. One is how you're staying engaged with the community and the people who are using your brands. Um, and then the second one is, um, is your work with the nonprofit, The Last Prisoner Project, is really special to you. Um, and you do a lot of work in the veterans community. Can you talk about how that fits into, um, into what your brand is, why you're building it, and, and how you're building that community? I think it's separate. I mean, I'm creating a brand that that helps heal. Okay, I, I, I'm creating a brand that helps people with seizures, PTSD, you know, uh, sleeplessness, hopelessness, um, opiate addiction. Because my brother, I think that this brand Blues Brothers kind of brings the circle back to kind of healing that trauma, not only in my life lives of others. I want to heal those people who are terribly addicted. Uh, the community effort is my personal thing. Uh, I help with the last Christmas project because I believe, as Steve D'Angelo and Mary Bailey started this, that there are 40,000 people incarcerated right now for cannabis. 
There are mm-hmm. people's lives that have collapsed for cannabis. Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson has been in jail for 24 years with a sentence of 40 to 60 years for three pounds of cannabis. He's been in jail for 24 years, this guy. Completely destroyed his family. Collapsed it. Stole his life for cannabis. While I'm out here making, you know, cannabis, growing it, and selling it, it's just not right. So, Michael Thompson, on November 17th, is getting uh, going up against the parole board, a parole hearing, and we have really good feeling that he's going to finally get released and united with his family. But there are 40,000 other people that should be released, and I'm hoping Camilla and Mr. Biden will, will do that. Um, veterans. Veterans are the guys. There's 33,000 veterans a year that commit suicide. I met a veteran at one of my dispensary visits because I do everything. I load my car up with the marijuana. I drive into the dispensary. I brew it. I take the metric out. I, I meet people. This is where I've learned most of myself. One particular incident that happened was I was going to the personal appearance, and I was walking through a parking lot, and a big line of people. And there was this gentleman who looked, I don't know, he just didn't look okay. And I said, are you all right? And he said, you know, I'm a, I was a medic in Iraq for, for a long time. And I saw things that happened to the human body that nobody should ever witness in their life. He said, I am PTSD, and they say I have triple PTSD, whatever that means, he said. They gave me a bottle of 600 Oxycontin, big, round, thick bottle for his PTSD. Horrible life that he lived on. He had a wife, two kids. He got off it through cannabis. And he was in line to buy some of my stuff, this Black Diamond OG that I have. I call it assisted living. He said, your strain is the only strain that allows me to talk to my wife, my children, and sleep. And he started tearing up and he hung. And I said, hey, man, I I didn't make this. He said, no, but you're the steward. Mm -hmm. And that was the paradigm shift when I moved from being a cannabis grower to being in this industry to heal. And so cannabis is part of it, part of helping the community, then I, I'm i there. But, you know, we, we also, you know, the firemen, the, the firemen in our community and the police officers that did those fires, and we went and fed them. There was no cannabis involved there. There was a lot of smoke, but <laughs> no cannabis. Yeah. You do what you do because of, what you believe, but I believe cannabis can stop the screaming. I believe, actually, I got one strain. You know, I come downstairs at night, and my wife is like, are you hungry? I go, yes. Let's go out to eat. Okay. What do you have a taste for? It's like a cheeseburger. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. That's a little heavy for me. Anything else? Well, I'm off some sushi. Oh. 
I had some sushi with my mom last night. Anything else? And I went, why are you bugging me? Why are you even asking me? You know damn well we're going to eat what you want to eat and eat what you want to eat. Now, that doesn't set up for romantic evening. So I dig up a little bit of cherry pie, right? And I come downstairs, just drops my shoulders, puts me back into my heart. And she says, hey, you hungry? Or yeah. She says, what do you want to eat? I go, baby, we can go to Taco Bell as long as you're sitting across from me. <laughs> so what do you call that strain? The marriage? The marriage? I call it the marriage counselor. <laughs> That's right. And it's sold out in two months in Oregon. And I'm like, God, I'm going to get some more of this cherry pie out, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's, okay, for instance, that's brandy. All right, that's marketing, because that has an emotional story to it. A real story, authentic story, really happened. And it has a sense of humor, sense of medicine, and a sense of music, because your body is in it. So that's why I just don't get this branding discussion in this cannabis business is just, it's not like Campbell's soup that brings, you know, that emotional feeling of my grandmother making it for me, you know, at lunch when I was in grade school or, you know, or Quaker Oats or, you know, great products that have this emotional tie and relationship with. And it's a you new industry. Changing yeah, sorry. Do you see that changing? So in five years, are you, you know, is Blues Brothers going to be everywhere? Well, it's going to be Jack Daniels. You're damn right. It is. Mm-hmm. Because it's rooted. It's real. Right. Uh, but it's difficult because, like you said, every state is siloed. So how do you get a national brand, international brand? You don't right. create a brand. You have a brand. Blues Brothers is... 40 years old, it's got the logo, it's got the emotion, it's got the relationship, it's got international awareness. Germany drives us crazy. They want us to come there, me and Danny. But they have five different imitation bands in Germany that we can't shut down. There's Blue Brothers in Australia. So this is an international and a national brand, and I believe it could go across the United States really easily. Like I said, we... Close something with grassroots in Chicago and the Green Solution in Colorado, and we're just we're just ripping through stuff. And all of you this, know, you, yeah. Well, I can tell you what it is. Here's the thing: there is no advertising in cannabis. How do you advertise a national brand? I'll tell you how. You create a TV show about cannabis. Growing Belushi. It has music in it. It's got a lot of funny in it, entertaining, and it's got a mission from God. And it also creates, when they watch, I, I put these people through the education of how it's grown, nutrients we use, how clean we are. Now this audience, they kind of like me, they know John, they watch the show, they kind of trust me, I'm a normal guy. <clears throat> and these baby boomers are looking in going, well, it's very organic, it's very clean. I'm creating confidence in cannabis and safety in cannabis. And alongside of that mission comes 
you know, natural promotion of the products. So the marketing in this show is the only marketing there is in cannabis right now. Oh, that's really interesting. You know, one of my questions was about um, legacy, um, and you, you you come in with this known name, um, known name, um, and you know this conference is about disruption. But how has this, you know, this is integrated really nicely into the I hate calling you a brand, but the Jim Belushi brand. Um, you know, Belushi and, and, and brand, it's now my very tied to it. The emotion. Right. And, and I think both. people, I think people get that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that comes through in, in you know, your social channels and your in the TV show for sure. Um, there's definitely that love there um, and that legacy. Um, but you know, how are you? How is it fitting into other aspects of your life? You know, are, are has anyone stepped away from you and being like, hey, I don't want to have anything to do with this? Um, you know, has it affected your career in other ways? I guess. Uh, well, you know, I've been doing it for four years. Four years ago, my agent thought I was crazy when I talked about doing a TV show. My wife was worried that I wouldn't get any more acting jobs. Uh, my daughter, who's 21 now, so she was 18, 19, she said, that's really hip, Dad. That's cool. Good for you. This is really a beautiful thing. Because it really, it really does lead a pathway to healing. I mean, look, the wellness of cannabis is not just putting people on a pathway to help with PTSD, depression, hopelessness, Alzheimer's, and cancer, by the way. It also sparks creativity. It enhances the taste of food, the touch of your lover's skin. It also makes you feel good. It gives you a good feeling so you're lighter and you go to enlightenment. It's a conscious raising experience. It makes you more generous, generous of spirit, kind. I mean, nobody gets hurt. I mean, I, I was a bouncer in Chicago and I never broke up a fight between two potheads. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe they argued over the yeah. last few chips at the Tito bag, but yeah. come on. They're you not can't hurting anybody. You can't, nobody, it's only healing people. Like that veteran, it's helping his family. The marriage counselor is helping me get along with the stress of being married. <laughs> Making it joyful. Um, and I don't, so I, and I'm not a sport. And by the way, the TV show is not about getting stoned. Yeah. It's about our country. And I just do that little microdosing to get along with the wife. Or when I've had a really stressful day and the anxiety starts happening and I start hearing the screaming, instead of going for liquor, I take a little piece of chocolate and it just mm -hmm. drops me. I'm not hungover. I'm not mean. I don't. Here's the other phrase I use I don't bark. <laughs> It stops the parking. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so you've talked about how it's, how it's affected and changed your life. What, you know, what do you see down the line for, for some of your other brands, some of the ones that we haven't even talked about yet? So, you know, Captain Jack um, and Good oh, Ugly, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 tell me about them. 
Brothers, Blues Brothers, which is the one, you know, it's got all the heart. Uh, I got uh, Captain Jack, which uh, is a land race train that he brought back from Afghanistan in the 72. And he was, uh, I know him through Danny Ackroyd because he was the weed dealer at Saturday Night Live. And his strain is so creative. And I swear Dave came up with cone heads from that. Anyway, it's known as the smell of SNL. And mm -hmm. I talked about it on my show, and every dispensary is calling me, where's Cap Jack, where's Cap Jack? I don't have enough to give them. I've got to expand, to expand. Uh, I have one called Good Ugly Weed, which is a value brand. It's just like, hey, this works. It's it is what it is, yep. Yeah. And then I got Belushi's Secret Stash, which is a really premium good stuff. It's my stash, you know. So I have those four brands right now. <coughs> and I'm leading with the Sorry. Blues Brothers. I mean, it's flagship. Everyone knows it. No, it's great. So I think we have one more clip from the show. Um, but thank you so much. Um, and thanks to IAB for, for facilitating this conversation. Um, and I'm just so excited to see where else where else the the Belushi brand takes us. Well, I got the second season got picked up, so well, almost picked awesome. up. We're negotiating okay. for eight more shows, and it's going to be coming out. And I'm going to lead this industry with the beauty, the health, the wisdom of this plant, and I'm just going to. I'm just so excited to be part of this industry because it's a good one, good people, good hearts. Totally agree. Jim Belushi, thank you so much. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. Sorry I get excited. Cannabis, marijuana, Mary Jane, ganj, grass, whatever you want to call it, it's cannabis. Three elements of cannabis, T-H-C. That's what gets you high. Or it makes you really low. C-B-D helps with inflammation. It helps with a little anxiety. It helps you go to sleep. Terpenes are the flavor. Like when you take a sip of wine, you go, mmm, earthy feeling. But in cannabis, terpenes add to the entourage effect, the blending of the three of them, and Captain Jack has the best combination. 18% THC, 2% CBD, 4% terpenes. That's why it's so special. No paranoia, feel really social, and you get along with the wife. I'm basing his business on his Captain Jack strain because I believe in it so much. Growing Belushi, new series, Wednesday, August 19th on Discovery.